Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Can you imagine that? I probably would be cursing you if you were nailing me to a cross. There's no telling what I might say. But not our God, not our Savior. He never prayed a prayer that wasn't answered. So whoever this is he was praying for, Father, forgive them. Whoever the them was, that prayer was answered. So, well, Pastor, it was everybody. No, no. It wasn't everybody. It was them. In fact, in John 17, he said, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them, which thou hast given me out of the world. So in, his, in the first saying from the cross, he was praying for his elect. That means if you're a Christian, he prayed for you. What do these words mean? They know not what they do. When Jesus said that, they know not what they do. It's here at Calvary that we see the blindness of the human heart. You think about how blind once you were. I once was blind, but now I see. You ever look back on your blindness in your addiction? How horrible. How horrible the blindness and the craziness of it. They were not ignorant of his crucifixion, but they were ignorant of the enormity of their crime. God in human flesh nailed to the cross. The worst sin that could ever be committed was not your using drugs. The worst sin that's ever been committed is when God invaded history and came down here to earth, we nailed him to the cross. We said, crucify him. Crucify. We even paid people to say that in our grandfathers. Crucify. Say crucify. Remember? Have you read your Bible? Where they bought the witnesses and said, say crucify. And the whole crowd began to say, crucify him. Never has humanity committed a more grievous crime. They know not. They knew not it was the Lord of glory. Just, just think about that. They had no idea it was the Lord of glory. The Apostle Paul said, I was a blasphemer before and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it, did it ignorantly in unbelief. Some of you in here tonight are in unbelief, total unbelief. You're, you're totally ignorant. You have no idea where you came from, what you're doing here, or where you're going when you die. You're just ignorant, living life in ignorance. It's true, isn't it true? Those of us who have our eyes open now by the Spirit of God, we, we can see how crazy I was. Can you say that? How crazy I was. How, how blind. What on earth was I thinking? Oh, you sing it all about you. All about you. What a scene this is. His arms have already been stretched upon the cross of torture. His hands have been bound to the wood with ropes. They are now about to pierce his hands and feet with nails. Surely they have no idea what they're doing. Even the, even the two thieves from the cross said, we're up here justly. We, we deserve what we're getting. But this man on the middle cross, done nothing amiss. He's done nothing to deserve this. 
Think about the total injustice. When the old Puritans said they pierced the very hands from which only blessings flowed. They pierced his hands from which only blessings flowed. And the soldiers, think about the craziness of this scene. The soldiers are sitting nearby casting lots for his clothes. While he's being nailed to a, Can you even imagine the torture of being nailed to a cross? And then these rough German or soldiers, Roman soldiers, are there having a little dice game to see who gets his clothes. People are looking on. The rulers are mocking. I thought about it this way. It's a scene like a lunatic who's just murdered his own mother and sits laughing and mocking as the blood flows from her wounded body. I mean, I know that's a little out there, but can you imagine the great creator, Jehovah God? Surely they know not what they do. Father, forgive them. What a display of redeeming love. What a display. What compassion is seen in this blessed Redeemer. When man had done his worst, and with wicked hands, the creature had dared to crucify the Lord of glory, yet he covers the guilty heads of his murderers with the shield of his love in order to secure them from the storm of the deserved wrath of God. You know what you deserved and I deserved? The wrath of God. I deserved hell. And, and if you're, I know if you're a Christian in here, you can say, and you do say, that's true. Because all those little secrets that you have on the inside of what you've done. But what a glorious thing it is to know he's got them all covered. Amen? That he's got those sins covered by his blood. Do not impute to them this murderous crime that they've committed. Don't impute, don't charge it to them. Think about that. Christ desired the blessed of mercies for the worst of sinners. The old songwriter wrote, Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? These were the very ones who had conspired to put him to death. Even as he prayed, they were taking away his innocent life. And some of them he had prayed for. And you know, I rejoiced again as I thought about it today that those people there who were taking his life, he prayed for some of them were the elect. And at some point, maybe, maybe before he died or or after he died on the cross, maybe days before the resurrection, they came to know him. But I do know this. He prayed for them and they came to know him as Lord and Savior. Because he prayed for them. Can you imagine the perfect son of God when you were on the streets? When you were in the crack house? When you were shooting up? When you were in bed with your lovers, totally dishonoring the body that God had given you, 
Jesus Christ loved you. Isn't that amazing? And that he had prayed for you before you ever did all those things. He, he had already paid the price of all of your mess. All of your mess. And then wonder of wonders sent the hound of heaven. Finally brought you down to the end of your own way. And you ended up in a homeless center. <laughs> 